Well, good morning, Inspired Church. What an honour it is to be able to speak to you today. We're in such a challenging time as a church at the moment. I say challenging because there's so much that is changing on a daily basis that it's difficult to keep track of it. But you know what? It's no surprise to God. COVID has never been a mystery to God. God is in control and he has the answer. He is the answer for the season, for the challenge that the church is in right now. Church has gone through much worse over thousands of years and it's still standing. And you know, next year, the year after will be no different. I had talked with Pastor Anne about this over a long time now and for us as a church, uh, and I'm sure you as well, you know, it's like we're just pioneering all over again. It's time for a, a fresh start, a brand new start. 26 years ago, we, we pioneered this church with 11 people. And, um, and, and God has been in, incredibly kind to us. But after the season that we've been in in the last two years, it seems like that globe that you shake and all the, the snow uh, settles back again. We look at what we have and uh, it's time to rebuild. It's time to pioneer again. Only this time, we've got a bit of experience behind us. When we first pioneered, we really didn't know what we were doing. But now we'll be able to build faster, we'll be able to build stronger in this next season because of the seasons that we've been through. And I have to tell you today that nothing is wasted in God. Nothing is wasted. All your effort, all your victories, all your triumphs, all the challenges that you have overcome in the past will just equip you for the season that he has ahead of us. So get excited about that. It's time to rebuild. And I think one of the best examples you'll find in the Bible is in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah turned up on a mission from God, and the place was a mess. There was rubble everywhere. But God was with him, and he was able to rebuild for the generations to come. I want to look at that today. Let me fill you in with the story in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. It says, When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates, and the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Amorite, who was at his side, said, What are they building? Even a fox climbing up, it would break down their wall of stones. 
Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their heart. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Amorites, and the people of Ashdod heard of the repairs to Jerusalem's wall, they had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed. They were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet the threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out. And there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, Before they know it or see us, we'll be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. (coughs) You can see that the people of God were right up against it. That everything was planned, everything was orchestrated to stop the work, to bring them down, to make them fail. But the reality is, The church has always had opposition. Opposition is no stranger to the church at large. But let me ask you today. Let me challenge you with my first point. Even though opposition will come, and in the rebuild that is ahead of us, we will see opposition. But don't be deterred. Don't be deterred. Look at verse 4. It says, Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. As soon as they started to rebuild, the criticism came. You feeble Jews. You can't bring stones back to life. All they were doing was pointing out the difficulties that was so obvious to everyone else. And you know what? Anyone can point out the the difficulties. Anyone can point out the challenges. You don't have to have a great intellect to do that. Of course there were going to be problems. Sure, it was going to be difficult. But you know, nothing worthwhile is easy. Nothing we build worthwhile is easy. But this is what separates a good thing from a God thing. A good thing from a God thing. If it was easy, they wouldn't need God. They wouldn't need him to step in. They wouldn't need his help. And they wouldn't have the opportunity to be part of a miracle. You know, after Paul was converted on the Damascus Road, a disciple named Aeneas 
had a vision of Jesus talking to him. He told him to go and to pray for Saul. And in verse 13, he answers the Lord after this amazing encounter with God. He answers the Lord. He said, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Here is God giving this disciple a dream, a direction. And as soon as he hears it, he's backing out of it straight away. How many of us would love to experience God in that manner? Or maybe the appearance of an angel. I mean, you'd never forget that. You would never back down from that. But Aeneas was quickly deterred and began second-guessing God. And God's plan for your life is that you would be successful, that you would prosper in every area of your life. And yes, there will be effort that is required. Some challenges and some problems will be there, no doubt. But don't be deterred. Don't be deterred because what you learn in the process is far too valuable. What you learn in the process is far too valuable. It's the same God that called you as a church, inspire church, before COVID. And it's the same God that will exist from COVID and beyond. There's no doubt about that. We are not alone. You have to know that every church around the world has faced challenges, difficulties. I was talking to a pastor just last week in America that's got a huge church. He said 4,000 people he lost in the COVID season. 4,000. We need to rebuild. The mission hasn't changed. The call hasn't changed. Broken humanity hasn't changed. And that's our mission. Don't be deterred. Circumstances may be different. But the problems are the same. But God is with all of us. God is with us. Don't be deterred. Number two today, don't quit halfway. Don't quit halfway. Look at verse 10 in chapter 4. It says, Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. <coughs> I mean, they were off to a good start. They rallied the family standing together side by side. The work was getting done. The low areas were starting to rise, shoulder to shoulder. And as we see in verse 6, the wall was halfway. They were halfway, but then all of a sudden, the strength of the laborers is giving out. I've got to tell you, in church life, it's a common problem. We know that around July, August, are the months that most people resign their tasks. 
by that time of year, a lot has happened. And yet the end of the year is a long way off. And so people get disheartened and they quit halfway. But not you and I. Not you and I. We are called to go the whole journey. We are not called to do half a job because lives depend upon us for them to receive the gospel. We cannot quit halfway. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6 says, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God doesn't do half a job, and neither do we. Neither do we. We are not called with half a calling, but to see it through to the end. Folks, there's no glory in half a mission. The glory comes when the mission is completed. And I'll be honest with you, over this last season, over this last two-year period, you know, I, I thought of stepping down a few times. But God has not released me yet. God has not released me yet. I have a ministry to many lives, as you do, as Inspire Church does. And we cannot walk away from that. This is not the time to walk away from the fight. We take our, our leave when the wall is done, when the battle is won. There's another life and another life and another life that are waiting to hear the gospel, that life-saving message. And I don't want to miss out on seeing that miracle come to pass. The third thing today is we must be alert. If I read verse 10 and 11 again, it says, Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, Before they know it or see us, we'll be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to their work. They knew that the enemy was out to get them. To stop the great work that had begun. And he would look for any foothold to get into the wall. Any foothold. But in verse 13 in this chapter 4, we have a key. It says, Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest point of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. Stationed people. 
behind the lowest points of the wall, at the exposed places. This is so powerful. This is so powerful because if the enemy is going to attack you, it'll be at your lowest point. It'll be at your lowest point. I mean, think about it. He's wasting his time attacking you on a good day. He's wasting his time attacking you when things are on the rise and things are moving forward. Now he'll wait for a bad day. He'll wait for when the wall is down. Then he'll whisper, the seeds of doubt will be sown. So we have to be alert. We have to understand the way he works and not fall into that trap. We must see things as they really are. Ephesians 6.1 says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Take our stand against the devil's schemes. He's looking for that foothold. He's looking for that low point. Don't give him any space. Be alert. Be on guard. The answer we find is in verse 10. He says, The people of Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out. And here is the problem. Here is the problem. The people of Judah were the people of praise. The people of Judah were the people of praise. And they were so consumed with the laboring, so consumed with the building of the wall that the praise stopped. It stopped. And as a result, they lost their strength and wanted to give up. Can anybody relate to that today? I know there's been seasons for me where that could be my story. We must be very careful that we don't get consumed in this COVID season. Very careful that our focus is upon Jesus Christ and not upon the six o'clock news. Very careful, be alert that we don't get sidetracked into issues that pull us down from the wall. So the enemy can take us out. Because what happens is our relationship with God dries up and we stop praising. We stop praising. Now I know there's been tragedy. And I know that, you know, there's been heartbreak in this last couple of years. But if we're going to go on, that can't be our focus. If we're going to rebuild, that can't be our focus. If we're going to step up and launch into this next season that God has for Inspire Church, that cannot be our focus. Because whatever you pay attention to grows. It's time to rebuild. You've got to be alert. Keep praising the Lord. Renew your strength. 
and stand together, shoulder to shoulder, family to family, to build for this next season. I've got to tell you, Inspired Church, God is doing something. You know, I've seen the challenges upon our church and your church and many friends of mine. And if it was one church, you'd think, wow, that church has a problem. But when it's right across every church in every nation, you know God is doing something. God is doing something. There is a shaking to rebuild, to rebuild. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this chance that God has for the church in Auckland to rise and to fulfill our mission. And I too will celebrate with you the great things that God does, the miracles that takes place in this darkest hour. We'll celebrate together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.